Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachulki. What's up, TP? How you living, man? Just surviving this heat, man. Just trying to stay cool out here. Yeah, man. LA is going through another heat wave yeah, uh, God, these past couple of days. But good news is we got a hoop session this morning. We made it out. Yeah. God. We, we, we embraced the heat but got some shots up. Nothing like playing basketball outside to make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> holy moly yeah before we start thank you so much for listening everyone be sure to follow at tsk show on facebook twitter and instagram if you want to find myself or tyler on twitter be sure to follow us at the duke of sports and at tyler's underscore world underscore all of our content can be found on soundcloud or apple Podcasts. just type in keyword tsk show check us out on anchor as well anchor.fm slash tsk show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. It may be the dog days of summer this uh, this time of year, but uh, we got an all-hoops edition of the TSK show for you. Yes, sir. Earlier this week, uh, ESPN came out with their way-too-early power rankings for the NBA, and the Lakers actually cracked the top 10, but uh, we're going to react to the entire list. Yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's, let's go over it. Yeah. But Talk about what the what the league's looking like. Every the dust has kind of settled finally. Yeah, no, I mean the off season is kind of coming to a halt as we get ready for this uh, USA camp coming up, uh, and everybody will take a break and start getting ready for these uh, upcoming world tournaments. Yep. But uh, also to close the show, Tyler and I are going to go back and forth in the two minute drill. But like Tyler said, let's jump right into these power rankings. And the way we're kind of going to go through them is uh, we're just going to kind of group uh, each five that are right next to each other and just go from there. So yeah. we're just going to go one through five, six through ten, so on and so forth. Yep. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what how, how we feel about each of their rankings. See how ESPN did. Yeah. So obviously number one has to be the reigning back-to-back NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Yep. They ended the season this season 58 and 24, but obviously they capped it off with another NBA championship. Lost some guys, but I don't think it's going to have too much of an effect on them. They lost Zaza Pachulia, and then obviously JaVale McGee signed with the Lakers. Uh, but they did have some pretty nice additions, and I think uh, players that could carve out a nice role for themselves uh, on this Golden State Warriors team. Yeah, Drebko is going to be another one of those guys. It's just frustratingly – it's just frustrating to watch him play and just be super successful for the Warriors because everybody knows it's just such an easy job out there playing with those guys. Yeah. They just make everybody look so good. Drebko is going to go out there and just get buckets for him every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I was really – I really think he's going to be able to to – find a nice role for himself on this team he's he's like six seven he's lanky he's a perimeter defender he can yeah. he can shoot the outside shot if there's a role player that you if, if there's a role player you don't like you don't want to go into the warriors because they're just going to thrive exactly and then obviously the biggest splash they made even though it won't have much of an effect on them since uh he he will be injured for most of the beginning of the season but demarcus cousins he's obviously yeah. going to make an impact on this team yeah, I mean, it's basically DeMarcus' season is all about him this year. 
and just show, showcasing that he can still play because it doesn't change the landscape of the NBA at all as far as like, you know, who's going to win it. They were already the favorites before him. Um, they'll be the favorites without him. So hopefully he can just get healthy. I like Boogie, so hopefully he can get healthy and get out there and play good so he can get another contract. But I hate that he's on the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely rooting for his recovery. Uh, he's, he's a great person off the court. He, I know he does have a lot of issues, uh, what seem like locker room issues or problems on the court with his temper. Yeah, he's got and all a strong personality. Yeah, exactly. But he does do a lot of work in the community, and he's a good guy off the court. So hopefully, he can get another contract. But I don't really see, like you said, how him joining the Warriors really affected my thoughts on them still winning the championship next year. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, wh- who's, so who's the next four? Rattle off the, the, the next rattle off the group of five. Yeah, so number one was obviously the Warriors we just talked about. Number two, the Boston Celtics. Three, Houston Rockets. Four, Philadelphia 76ers. Five, Toronto Raptors. Yeah. So in the top five, it's two Western Conference teams, three Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, uh, pretty good list. Uh, obviously, I – I think the Lake Show should have a little more respect in the list. Completely so, agree. Yeah, we'll so get top, to them though. But so so top five. The only the real, the only real beef I have is, I think I would take L.A. over Toronto for sure. And I think I would bump. I, I think I would bump Philly down. I think I'd have L.A. over Philly. Um, and I and I I mean honestly, I think I'd bump L.A. over Houston too. I think I would go Golden State, Boston, L.A., Houston, Philly. No arguments from he- me and, and on that. And the thing is, it's like Philly, too, is like I don't even really like <clears> – excuse me. I don't even really like putting Philly in the top five because I think that they're, you know, an injury or a bad streak away from, you know. They're also very inexperienced. Yeah, not have they, – they could have a they could have a step back year. They won 50 games last year. They got a lot of they, pressure. They completely overachieved, and it's always yeah. better to over yeah. – over deliver than under yeah. promise yeah now 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 they have a lot of pressure on them this season though so 50 games is the mark and that's not easy yeah no um and especially because the east is so good from top to bottom i think as far not good in the sense of like title contention but good in the sense that i think there's a lot of competitive teams in that same little bubble where uh, we don't really know what the seeding is going to look like in the east for sure i mean every everyone talks about the discrepancy between the west and the east but in each conference, it's going to be very competitive. And in the yeah. East, there's a certain probably like five or six teams that could be anywhere between those one and six. Yeah, like if the if the Warriors didn't exist, like if you just wipe them off the <laughs> off the sheet, this would be an extremely competitive year. I don't think for there, sure it would be really interesting to see who where the bets would go and what the trends would be and who people were picking because. You know, Boston, I think, is the team to be in the East. They'd be they're a title contender. Yeah, uh, but I don't think they can beat Boston. Um, Houston is obviously just one of the most explosive teams ever. Um, and then you even have teams outside the top five they could come in and sneak in. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that there are teams outside of the top five right now that you could see in the top five as we go on throughout the next NBA season. And uh, as far as Houston goes, I think that they're doomed this year. I think they're only going to they're, – they're just being set up for disappointment. Because I don't think that they're going to be ready to get to the finals. And I think they're only poised to be upset earlier in the playoffs. Um, but they're going to have a great regular season. I just don't – I don't like the idea of trading Ariza and Mbamute for Melo. And even, Michael Carter-Williams, basically. Yeah, I mean, and even Melo is going to give you something. I'm always going to root for Melo. But 
I think you need you need defense and you need to be able to you know guard multiple positions against the Warriors and Melo don't even like guarding one position. No, Melo doesn't like playing defense. Period. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, D'Antoni is thinking I need to outscore the the Warriors. I need to match their firepower. And when when they roll Eric Gordon out there with with you know the big three perimeter guys and Capella. Yeah. That's they got to resign Capella though. They still haven't done that. Yeah, they got to make that happen. They're if they let that if they fuck that up, then they're comp- they're going to drop way down the rankings. I, in my mind. Realistically, I think he's just going to sign for that restricted yeah. free agency yeah. uh, offer or whatever, and then just play on that one year deal for however much it is, and then become an unrestricted free agent next year. Because playing with Eric Gordon and Chris Paul, and then James Harden and Melo, yeah. God, he's gonna have some nice buckets, it, it, but they they have to have him. They can't not have him. Yeah, and I mean, like you like you like you were talking about. But I see them second round and out. You know, very similar to this is a very similar to Lob City. Yeah, it could be. You know, they got the star power. They have the they have the firepower. They got a great coach. Yeah, I just think with what you were saying about how D'Antoni wants to out. Uh, he needs. He he wants to match their firepower. Right. He wants to try ma- to stop it. Right. Exactly. And I think that last year, with the roster that they had compared to the roster they're going to have for this season, last year was their best bet to do it, and they couldn't get it done. I just I don't see the Rockets having success in the playoffs if they have to face the Warriors. In and the part first of or it is round. the Warriors' dominance. I mean, this oh, hundred percent. You know, this Houston team would probably be an title contender in any era that it played in, but. It's just the Warriors are so tough to beat. That's the measuring stick. They right won now. 65 games last year. Yeah, but if but like I said, if those five can play together, you know they're probably not going to start Eric Gordon. But if those five can play together, then they're going to give people problems. That's a matchup nightmare. Yeah, and and they got the MVP, so I still you know they're always a threat. Yeah, and I I definitely think that people, I don't think Toronto should be in the top five. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Toronto now or in the next group of guys, but well, no, we can talk about them now because yeah. they're they're on they're number five. They're number five. I don't yeah. think they should be number five, but I will say people aren't giving them enough credit. Yeah, because the Tron- they are in the East. Yeah, the Raptors are a good topic right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, like he says he is, or whoever's speaking for him, yeah. since we haven't heard from him, yep. if he's healthy, I'm going to take Kawhi Leonard over Demar Derozan on my team. Yeah, if it's if it's Kawhi that we know and love, then yeah, I'm definitely taking Kawhi. You know, every time over Demar. Um, the only thing that just stresses me out about the Raptors is Kawhi. But if he's if he is who he is, you know, if he goes if back to the, the MVP, past, yeah, if he goes back to the MVP type player that he was, I really wish Dwayne Casey was there, and I'd be I'd be a lot more sold on it. But yeah, the guy that they hired was an assistant coach for Toronto, so they will probably be running the same kind of stuff. But. Similar system, probably. They picked up an MVP candidate, and he could quite possibly be the best player in the conference. Exactly. So they have, you know, and then also on top of that, you know, if they do get out of the East, they got a guy that can, one of the few guys that can play Durant. Yeah, exactly. Or LeBron. Yeah, Durant yeah. or LeBron. Yeah. So the the Raptors, I think, are going to either be, you know, they could win the East for sure this year. Yeah. That, that's the kind of ceiling they have. I think that's what they're shooting for. They're going to. They're going to be deep. They're going to have a lot. Of, they're going to have a lot of guys coming back. You I know? mean, I they definitely. Got, they've got two those three two second year players that they had play a lot of minutes last year coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think given everything that we've seen uh, last year and the additions that each team has made 
and subtractions that each team has made, I still think that Boston, Philadelphia, and Toronto are all going to be fighting for that number one spot in the East. Yep. And Danny Green's going to plug into that starting lineup. They're going to be ready to roll. Dude, you got Danny Green and CJ Miles as your spot-up shooters. Yeah, exactly. And wing guys that can play multiple positions. You know, exactly. Big, bigger, longer bodies to go with Kawhi. And Sir, you know, Serge and Jonas and Lowry's still, you know, Lowry's a top still tier Lowry. Yeah. Lowry's to get, Lowry's going to be an All Star in the East this year again. Yeah, it's going to be inter- Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Lowry adapts too. That's probably one of the more interesting. Uh, fits. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. but I he's going to get all the shots he wants if Kawhi is Kawhi. For so sure, it's definitely just going to go as Kawhi goes. But if he's an MVP candidate, then all of a sudden this team is real good. Yeah. So, all right, you want to move to the next five? Yeah, yep. Um, so the next five were uh, OKC at six, then Utah, Denver, L.A., and Portland. I've got a huge – I got a bunch of beef with all, all these all these guys. Okay. Although, well, all, although Oklahoma City, I think, is in the right, um, the right spot. Well, then let's start with Oklahoma City because I think that's a fair place to put them that, as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a – I think number six, you know, top six team in the NBA coming into this season – they got to be Steve, Steven Adams and Russell have played together for six, you know, this is going to be six seasons now. Yeah. And his second year with Paul George. And, the, and then Paul George is coming back and seems to be happy, which is rare in the NBA nowadays. <laughs> so um, I think they're going to be all right. If ho- hopefully Roberson comes back and is healthy because he's a big piece to their success. He's their three and D guy. Yeah. They need him in the starting lineup. They can do basically whatever they want with the other pieces. If he's in the lineup. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Russ and PG, they're they're a team that if if the chemistry gets it gets rolling and they're playing well together, they're a team that could be the two seed or the one seed. They could be the Rockets this year. You know, they could win a lot of games. I th- I don't think their ceiling is that high. I think their ceiling is more around the four or five seed in the West. They should definitely be uh, shooting for home court advantage. Oh, for sure. I definitely think yeah. it is very possible for them to get home court advantage in the playoffs. I definitely, I, I think they're, I think they're a home court. I think the, that's the group is OKC, LA, Golden State and Houston. It's very possible. That's who I like. As that's far very as possible. A, a home court. I could, and, then, and then Utah, you know, is in a good spot as well. Yeah, Who's at seven. I, if, if we if I were to rank this, I would probably move Toronto to six, Oklahoma City to seven, Utah to eight, put Philly at five, Houston at four, Lakers at three. Yeah, I and then keep the top two. Yeah, I like uh I like Utah as a top ten team. I don't know no, if definitely. they're necessarily seven. I probably would have them more closer to nine or ten. But I think Utah's a, a really good basketball team and like I was uh, just reading. They only lost Jonas Drebko, and they gained Grayson Allen, who's a fantastic fit for them. And they're basically this. Jonas Drebko and Grayson Allen basically are the same player. Grayson Allen has probably a bigger ceiling of potential when Jonas Drebko was Grayson Allen's age. Yep, and Donovan Mitchell's coming in um, second year. Yeah, exactly. Super confident. They're bringing back the entire same team. The defensive player of the year is coming back. Quinn Snyder, who's one of my favorite coaches, is Coach of the year candidate this year. Um, They're going to slow it down. They're going to be one of the few teams, you know, they're going to be in the bottom five as far as, like, points per game. But they're going to have one of the best defenses in the NBA for sure. And they're a chemistry-driven team. So I always like those teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, and part of, part of that chemistry, I think, was the resurgence of Ricky Rubio's career. And it's always interesting to see in sports when a player gets traded or re- signs with a new team, that 
that kind of change of scenery kind of rejuvenates that player. Yeah, just to get a fresh start, you know, because they had forced it for so long in Minnesota, yeah. trying to make it work, trying to make it work, and it just didn't work out. And for, you know, both of these, they, you know, they got, they won that deal. Oh, for right, sure they won know? that so, deal. So that was a, I really like Utah. Um, and then moving down, Denver, I think they should be moved way down. Um, I think I, I just I think Denver is going to be, um, you know, like a seven, eight seed at the be- at best. Uh, yeah, I like them as like a seven to nine seed in the West. Yeah. I mean, they didn't they didn't make the playoffs. They're not a top eight team in the NBA. There's no, no way. No, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost some of their guys that have been there for a long time. Yeah. But I mean, a player like Kenneth Fareed, who had a lot of potential, we thought. Yeah, was kind of in the dog. He was kind of in the doghouse for the past couple of years. It's sad the the turn that it took because he went from being like a dream teamer, like an Olympic teamer type of yeah, guy. Yeah, he played. He played not for the USA at all, a couple years. Signed a bad contract. Well, bad for Denver. He signed a bad Denver yeah. contract. He got paid. Um, Similar and to ended that. Ended up uh, having to ride the bench because he didn't fit. He didn't fit in where they wanted to go with it. He signed a deal uh, similar to that Will Barton deal that you love so much. Yeah, but I think he, I think he was worth the money at the time. Uh, at the time, and I think he could still play. I just think it was always a coaching philosophy thing because every time he comes in the game, he does what he does. You know? Yeah. Uh, what I what I do think really is going to be an X factor for them is Isaiah Thomas. He's reunited with Mike Malone, who was his coach up in yeah. Sacramento. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is a nice addition, so you got that. And we don't know if he's even – and it's great that they're in the position they are in because they can sit him. Yeah, and – well, with Michael Porter Jr., but my point with Isaiah Thomas was I saw a quote from Mike Malone saying that they have a very young team and it's a pretty quiet locker room. It's mm. going to be nice to hear Isaiah's voice in that locker room. And I think Isaiah has they're been gonna through – They're going to look up to him. I exactly. think people like Jamal Murray – uh gary harris you know. what's interesting with jamal murray oh, is they yeah, got into right. it that's right that's right that's funny but right hey now that i remember now they're teammates so yeah y'all on the same team now so it's all it's probably all good but yeah so like as far as this this group of teams we're talking about okc and utah's all right but denver should be way further down the I list think denver i think denver's more in the like 15, 15 to 20 yeah. range Lakers, who we're going to talk about next, should be, uh, like I said before, should be top five, probably top three. I think top and three, And then yeah. Portland, I honestly think um, – I think Portland should be bumped down. I think I think Portland is right where it needs to be in that 10 to 12 range. They're at 10. Yeah. I but, like – you know, yeah. And there's just some teams after them that I like more. Well, um, here's – As far as in the NBA, maybe not in the West, but – and I, I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Lakers in a second. We'll just get Portland out of the way real quick. I think for me, with Portland was like, like I've been saying a lot towards the end of the end of the NBA season and this off season. I think there was going to be a lot more star player movement than there has been, or at least that's what it seemed like was what was going to happen. And I always said Portland was a team that needs to break it up. They decided not to. They brought back a lot of the same players. Yep. And I mean, they had a. They were the three seed, though. Yeah. And they got swept. Yeah, and they got – So it's hard to judge. Like, do we judge off of – we got the three seed. Yo, we're happy. Like, if we got the three seed next year, we'd be stoked about it. Yeah. Just as stoked as we were last year. But they got swept, so it makes you in the back of your mind kind of freak out. Yeah. I think I think it's very similar to the uh, – I was actually talking about this with someone the other day is, is, this, is the C- Seattle Seahawks. Um, is like – 
they were just so close, you know, like um, I've always said they were nine and five yeah. in week 15 and then they lose the last two and miss the playoffs. I think that's, so what do you judge it on? You know, do we freak out and blow it up or do we say, no, th- it just ended really bad. Right. You know what I mean? It's a good thing we still got going. And I think Portland's a good team. They're definitely going to be one of those six to eight seeds. Yeah. Um, but I also have always been prone to under undermine them just because they're two guard dominant team. And right. And I think tough, that's a tough play. Although Nurkic is a great player who they did resign to an extension. Their starting lineups missing two guys. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, yeah, those two guards in the center are really, really nice. And they got a balance, you know, deep team, but I don't know if that's enough. Yeah. I mean, with Portland, it's, it's kind of like, they they stood pat this offseason. They didn't trade Damian Lillard. They didn't trade CJ McCollum. I think they are going to give this a second second shot this yeah. season. But if it does start to go downhill, I could see them making a deal. So with like, the trade okay, deadline. so with Portland, who do you like in its, a seven game series against like a San Antonio or Minnesota? I think I'm taking San Antonio or Minnesota. Yeah, and, and then it's like they are, and then it's like New Orleans. I think I'll take them over New Orleans. So that's kind of like I where see, I have them in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have them into that in that like five to eight range. And that's where all the, those kind of teams are at. But yeah, let's get to the show. All right, Lake Show number nine. Great to see in the top ten, but definitely should be higher. Yeah, top I, top five. I want to say top three. Maybe that's the Laker fan in me. Um, but I think in a seven game sense, that's kind of how I just always think. Boston could have Boston is one of the teams where I think yeah they're definitely better than the Lakers I think just top to bottom but Golden State's really the only the only other one here's my argument for why I think they're a top three team in the NBA I think given everything that is on paper right now no injuries none of that I think the best three records in the NBA are going to go the Warriors then Boston then the Lakers and then Houston, Philly, Toronto, that, fill okay, it in see, from the, yeah, from there on out. Happens. Yeah, I just think that the Lakers are going to have this potentially the first or second best record in the West, depending on if the Warriors try in the regular season. Yeah, and then I think Boston's going to have the best record in the East. Yeah, and Boston's record doesn't really mean anything. To exactly, me. they're they're like San Antonio in the sense it's like all right, once they get to the playoffs, then all you know. Then I'll evaluate what they're working with. But Golden, you know, Boston could get, lose two max contracts guys and still go to the NBA Finals, right? Or West Eastern Conference Finals, right? But the main reason why LA I think is in the top three is just LeBron. At the end of the day, I think he's been to eight straight finals. Yeah, how do you, you can't you can't count him out? I can't take a Houston over over the Lakers. And it's just like, just because Houston had a great amount of success in the West last year doesn't mean like I've never seen this Laker team play yet. Right. But on paper and, you know, knowing knowing the group of guys that they have, I like the Lakers. I don't think Houston can guard LeBron for seven games. No. If the Lakers play Houston, I think L.A. has a chance of stopping them and LeBron can, can carry them past them. The, if, the, if, the Lakers and the, if the Lakers and the Rockets play in the second round of the playoffs, I don't see that series going more than five or six games. I think they can win a couple games because, you know. I think James Harden could win a game Lakers, by himself. Yeah, the Lakers don't have a ton of, of firepower as far as just, like, flat-out scoring ability. So, you know, if Houston's on, they could win a couple games. But, uh, but here's I think the, LeBron will ultimately win that battle. 
Yeah, and to go back to the point that I was making about, or that we were both making about Houston and how they're trying to combat the Rockets with going at them with as much firepower as possible, yeah. the Lakers are doing the opposite, and I, th- I really yeah. do think that's going to work. Yeah, because it's and they have enough of the Lakers or they have enough of the Warriors in them as far as like matchup wise yep. that they can try to do something different. Um, and I think it's Magic Johnson's confidence, like he's like he was quoted not that long ago. He doesn't lose sleep over the Warriors. Yeah, why he's should he? He's a confident he? guy, and I, I like the way we're building it. I like the idea of LeBron playing center. Um, I think that's yeah, going to be a problem. Lineup, I think that lineup is going to be really because, fun to watch. Just because the length and the uh, skill level of Kuzma and Brandon Ingram, you know, and Michael Beasley, who is who is a great uh, addition. But these guys are big and super talented. And playing the three, playing the like the three or the four along LeBron as a center is going to be yeah. Nice. And Lakers first team shout out Blake first or did he have the assist at or was that you? No, that was me. First, first, Lakers first team ever to have three guys in the top ten in assists last year. Yeah, so LeBron, Lonzo, and Rondo were all in the top ten in assists last year. The Lakers are the first team in NBA history to have a lineup with three guys in the top ten in assists. I, I see, you know, I see, like I joked about, this Lakers team looks like a team that I would fantasy draft um, just <laughs> yeah. because of the names on it and stuff like that. But they have a ton of, they have a ton of IQ – um, and their best players are young guys that are still developing. You know, like the biggest burden is on Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. All the pressure's and, on and, them. And obviously LeBron. So, like, when, you know, Mo Wagner or Svi or Lance or Rondo or Beasley and JaVale, they have no pressure. You know yeah. what I mean? No they pressure. They just got to go out and play ball. And if, if these guys are bought in and they're coming to L.A. to actually try to make a run and you know, their egos are kind of set aside because of the Lakers and LeBron and kind of the, the lore that is the Lakers, uh, this team could be really good because it's extremely smart. I definitely, I definitely think that everybody is bought in. Well, I hope so. It's, it's always – one of those guys is not bought in. No, the every, land, everything, the, everything I've seen and everything I've yeah. read – you wouldn't you, to me you wouldn't sign with the Lakers right now if you weren't. And here's the thing, everybody that you just named, Lance Beasley, uh JaVale McGee, uh Rajon Rondo, they're all on one-year deals. So if this experiment doesn't work, we still got next summer. Well, and they're guys that can't afford to have a bad season Exactly. They they're paying they're basically playing for their NBA future. They've got you know, they've got one or two contracts left in them. So, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch the Lakers play this year. I'm I'm excited to see all the different lineups they're gonna have. Um, I'm really hoping that Lonzo makes a great you know recovery. Hopefully that's you know hasn't hinged his progression at all. He did he did have that arthroscopic sur- uh, knee surgery to yeah, check out good, everything on his meniscus. Now he'll be ready for training camp. Yeah, it, all signs are pointing to the f- that he will be ready for training camp. So I'm excited. Yeah, like you said, I'm excited to see the the step that he takes. In his sophomore year. All right. Well, let's keep it. We'll we'll keep it uh, moving down the list. Let's go to eleven to fifteen. Yep. All right. So eleven to fifteen, we got the Indiana Pacers at eleven, the New Orleans Pelicans at twelve, San Antonio Spurs at thirteen, Washington Wizards at fourteen, and then at fifteen, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think this pack of teams is pretty much right where I would have them. Uh, though I don't, you know, 
I don't really like New Orleans up that high. I think San Antonio should be pushed way up, and I think Minnesota should be pushed way up. Yeah, I'd probably put San Antonio at 11, Minnesota at 12, uh, New Orleans at 13, well, Wizards like, at 14, Indiana at 15. And like we're like we were talking about before, I'm putting Denver I'm I'm putting Denver down and putting Portland down and putting New Orleans down and putting San Antonio up and putting Minnesota up. Yeah. I can't believe Minnesota is 15. They ju- they just had they're another team that had an epic collapse. It's just like how do you rate them below? How do you rate them five spots uh below Portland when, you know, they had an epic collapse in the regular season, almost missed the playoffs, but Portland got swept. And I think Minnesota's talent level is definitely deeper for sure uh, and better than Portland. Yeah, and I mean they still haven't. I mean, Jamal Crawford's a free agent, but I mean he might end up just re-signing with Minnesota because the market's going to dry up. Yeah. But they're pretty much bringing back the same team. Yeah, which I think is fine. I think they blew it at the very end and kind of screwed themselves having to play the Warriors in the first round. Well, and also I I think the fact that Jimmy Butler not getting a full season with the team definitely hurt chemistry wise and it affected how they played on the court definitely when he came back and didn't have as much time to get into a flow before the playoffs and then obviously like you said playing the Warriors in the first round is never good but uh and then so the other team that I really liked on this list is uh Indiana right off the gate right yeah. off the gate at 11 I think 11 12 13 that's where they're properly placed they're going to be a team I think is going to be in the four four to eight seed, you know, in the East. Yeah, they, um, they might be able to to sneak in and get home court advantage in the East, depending on how it, how everything shakes out. And I I think they're a team that's like Utah, where they have talent, but they're not like overly talented all over the board. They're more of a chemistry based team for sure. They play the right type of basketball. I just God, they blew it not bringing Lance back. Hey, no, yeah, we're happy Lance is on the Lakers. I'm happy Lance is on the Lakers, but I'm also pissed that he's not a Pacer because I like this team bringing in. I thought Aaron Holiday was a great steal in the draft. Yeah. Tyreek Evans um, and Doug McDermott. God, if Doug McDermott could be a great if Pacer, he, if I mean, he could stick, if he could stick in Indiana, yeah, yeah. But Doug McDermott is one guy in the NBA where I feel really bad at the way his career is gone because he became such a trade piece yeah uh he's been involved people in see so po- many see, people see potential in him so he hasn't really gotten the chance every to place stick he anywhere. went dallas chicago you know now here i've always thought god he could be a great piece you know if, if he could just be a guy that played 18 minutes 20 minutes a game off the bench he, or you know if it works as a starter i would love to see that but we'll see if the patients can be that team yeah and i mean also when we're talking about the pacers you also got to remember that they have a, a a big guy who could potentially be a top five center in the yeah, league, and yeah. Miles Turner. Yeah, exactly. We're they just waiting. Talent. For, we're waiting for him to take that next step, and we're, let's see if he can. Yep, they have talent. I mean, you know, Victor Oladipo. Obviously, Bogdanovich is a nice player. He's a nice um, shooter. To, I really to have. I really like Sabonis. So, um, and then New Orleans. I think they're being over. I think they're being seated way too high because they won in the playoffs last year. Um, yeah, but I think that was just Anthony Davis kind of taking over. Rondo played really well for them. Obviously, Drew Holiday is a really good player, but I don't think Drew Holiday and Ant Davis are enough. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna crack uh, home court advantage. Obviously, and I see them as more of like a seven to ten seed in the West. Yeah, I definitely could. So see. number twelve in the NBA, I think, is completely wrong. I think that losing Tyreek Evans, losing Rajon Rondo, losing DeMarcus Cousins is going to have a huge impact on the Pelicans. 
I think that the potential that Anthony Davis has as a player could lead them into the playoffs by himself. Yeah. But I don't think that Anthony Davis and Nikola Mirotic and Julius Randle are the same as Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins just by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Davis, I think, is going to be enough for them to get into the playoffs. I do have them make the playoffs, but it's not going to be – they're, they're, no they're no threat. Yeah, exactly. I don't see them getting if they get Which is crazy cuz they swept Portland in the playoffs, but Yeah, if they get if they get a favorable matchup in the first round of the playoffs, it could be a repeat second round exit for them, but I mean, they could get screwed and have to face potentially maybe the Lakers in the first round and I mean, Denver, Portland, New Orleans, one of those teams ain't making it. You know what I mean? One of those teams in the West is not going to make it. I don't think. All Say those teams again: Denver, Portland, New Orleans. Yeah, Denver, Portland, New Orleans. One of those three teams is going to miss the playoffs. They yeah. can't all pause. That's just because I think I, I think San Antonio is a lock for the playoffs. I think Pop can always get his team into the playoffs. Yeah. And then I think Minnesota is going to have a bounce back year. Um, yeah. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. So, one of those guys is not making it. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, we're we're talking about a lot of like where we think these teams are going to end up and stuff. Definitely in the future, when we get closer to the next season, we'll we'll do a prediction on how we think the standings are going to shape yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is kind of just seeing what kind of group where they're where they're headed. Yeah. Um, I try to you know just see what do you, what do I think this team's this goal is, is. This is a good time in the summer of and the NBA off season where free agency is kind of the dust is kind of settled. We kind of know what the market looks like, who's still available, who's signed everywhere. Yeah. So we, we're just kind of gauging how we yeah. feel about all this. DC, I think they're kind of in a they're kind of stuck in the mud as a franchise right now. Um, Hopefully Dwight Howard can make it work there. I mean, he's going to be fine. They're going to they're they're going to be a five, six, seven seed in the East. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They're going to be good. They still got John Wall and Bradley Beal studs. But again, just don't have enough to be a threat. Um, but San Antonio really quick. <laughs> Yeah, we could. There's a lot we could talk about with San Antonio. You know, San Antonio is a team that I think is gonna. They could do. They could be anywhere in the West from two to eight seed. Um, they could. That's, that's just how they do it. Demar Derozan is gonna be amazing in San Antonio. That mid-range game of his oh, is man. gonna go. Just with Dejounte Murray and and now I think I think Lonnie Walker might end up starting for them. He's gonna have a nice role and, for them. This and year. it's like, man, they could really have something in the cards with him. I'm really excited to see what Lonnie Walker does because if he can plug himself in the starting lineup, and you get a young athlete out there with Demar and someone like Dejounte who's already extremely athletic. They have the big guys like Powell and LaMarcus. They um, have shooters off the bench with Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, they still got yeah, exactly. There's there's still the Spurs, so it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see them this year. I think they can do some damage. Look looking at um another one of their key additions from ESPN's list, um, he, he actually left the Pelicans, but Dante Cunningham, he could he could be a nice little piece for them. Yeah, exactly and, and San Antonio, like Golden State, is one of those teams where if a role player goes to this franchise, I'm like... They could thrive. Boom. They're going to kill it, you know, because they bring out the best in everybody. They only ask you to do what you're going to be able to do. Yeah, and I also... They have enough talent. I also just remembered that they still have Rudy Gay, and DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay played together on the same team in the Drew League this past weekend. Yeah, and in Toronto. Yeah, they also played together in Toronto. Yep, they they know what's going on. They're going to be ready to roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving down on the list, uh, right. yeah. 16 Milwaukee, 
uh, which I think they should be up a little higher. Seventeen, the Clippers, way lower. They they're uh, they should they're be missing, way lower. They're missing the playoffs. Eighteen, Memphis, I think should be way lower. Dallas actually nineteen is probably realistic, but I think they could they could move up there. Um, and then twenty, Miami, who I definitely think should be ahead of Memphis, Clippers, yeah, um, teams like that. So yeah. But, yeah, really quick, who you want to – you know, Milwaukee, I see uh, they've made – I thought Brooke Lopez was a great addition uh, for their team. They're already so versatile, and he's not going to clog up the lane for all those guys that like to get in there. Yeah, I mean, they only lost Jabari Parker. They added Brooke Lopez. They, add, they, added, Jab- da- they added Dante DiVincenzo. Jabari Parker, like Rubio, I think was a good mutual splitting because yeah. um, I just think – they needed to move on for that piece. Yeah, they have Giannis, they have Chris Middleton, they have Eric Bledsoe. I yeah. think potentially I could see them in the four to six range in the East. I could see them maybe sneaking home court advantage, but I, I think I think they are a threat to it, to get. I think it's less likely though for Milwaukee to get home court advantage than I would say like maybe Washington. Yeah, and see, I like Milwaukee over Washington just because of their their depth and their length and their you know. Giannis is uh, a freak. You yeah, know? he's just—he's just—he can take over. I think, I think Memphis is going to be vying for the lottery again. They're probably—I think they might have like another Memphis top ten to pick. Me, yeah, Memphis to me is like—I don't really get what they're trying to do. I thought Memphis was a bottom five team. Yeah, for like sure. Not, like not even, not even close. Like not even close to what they have. I, I really thought they—they they were like flirting with a bottom five team. Yeah, I definitely think the bottom five for the league would probably be the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, uh, Atlanta. I think the Clippers are one of those teams that's going to end up just playing trash lineups because it's not going to go well. Gallo's going to end up not playing or something. Tobias or Gortat will end up not playing. They'll be yeah. playing like Shea, Shea Gillis, Alexander, Lou Will, you know, they're young guys. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, uh, it is official now. Kawhi passed his physical in Toronto. Yeah. So the deal is done. They're going. They're rolling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I got Milwaukee making the playoffs. Clippers. I, I think, think Milwaukee's Cl- going to make the playoffs in the East for sure. Clippers are a bottom five team in the West for sure. Uh, Memphis, to me, like I said, I, th- I honestly thought they were one of the worst rosters in the league. Agreed. Um, Jaron Jackson's a great pickup, but Conley and, you know, Gasol, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to play the whole season. Yeah. Um, Dallas, I like that. I had them at like a six to ten seed because here's, DeAndre Jordan's a huge pickup. Yeah, here's my thing with Dallas. I think they're going to be a team that has a, a huge chance to underpromise but overdeliver. I think the pick and roll with Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan could be deadly. Yeah. I think Dirk coming back for his 21st year is just icing on top. I think. The addition of Luka Doncic and him being able to learn from Dirk. Yeah, him and Dirk being there at the same time is is great. For and especially franchise. with it being Dirk's last year, most likely. I mean, who yeah. knows? He might. We didn't think he was going to come back this year. It could be a less produ- less productive version of Duncan and David Robinson. Yeah, he they, could really be passing on the torch as far as the international star for sure in the league. They also added Jalen Brunson, who is yeah. he's a national champion. Yep, and also they added. Giannis's little brother, Costas. Yeah, he's on a two-way contract, which is which is pretty cool. So he'll have some. Yeah. He'll be able to play. He'll be able to develop. Yeah, he'll have he the opportunity to the bench. Yeah, he'll have the opportunity to play sometime with the NBA team this year. 
but he'll mostly spend time in the G League. But it's cool that they have him now in the pipeline yep. to see what they can do with him. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, I really like – I mean, honestly, if I probably mapped it out, this is just – I didn't really do that. Uh, but I'd probably have Dallas making the playoffs, which is cool. I, I'm, I don't think, I'm glad to see them back in it. I don't think Dallas is going to make the playoffs this year, but I could definitely see them making the playoffs next year if they could – See, and it's just like stuff going. like Denver and like, you know. I think Dallas, I think Denver is better than Denver Dallas. Denver at eight and Dallas at 19. I just don't see the separation. It's like, okay, you're really going to go with Jamal Murray and and Joseph Nurkic over DeAndre Jordan and, you know, a Harrison Barnes or a Dennis Smith. Not, Joseph, or not, not Nurkic. Joseph Nurkic. Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jokic. You're really going to go Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic, those guys. Over proven guy, proven guys like Barnes and DeAndre, and then you got young, promising players like Dennis Smith and Luca, and then you got the all-time great in Dirk, and you got the all-time great in Dirk. I just, I don't, I, I don't see the separation there. Um, we'll see. It'll be definitely, I, they'll definitely have a better year than last year. I'll definitely, yeah. I definitely feel comfortable saying that. And those teams, and those teams like, uh, you know, Minnesota, they could play, they could play with those guys any day of the week. Yeah, and I mean, you you said it when we went over this group of five, but I definitely think Miami should be higher. I Miami think, might be the worst. Miami and Memphis might be the two worst seedings on here. I think Memphis at eighteen is insane. Yeah, at twenty, they're they're a top. There might be a top six team in the East, so that at least puts them at you know. I definitely I definitely could 14, see them in 12, 14. I could see them in the five to seven range in the East. I mean, they got they're easy, bringing back uh, Hassan Whiteside. They got Goran Dragic. They have Dion Waiters. I think five to seven is perfect because I don't think they're a, um, a home court team, but I definitely think they're a playoff team. Yeah, they just have they, it's a great it's a great franchise. They always play better. Dragic always plays well. If white if they get anything out of Whiteside, it'll be a win for them. So here so. To, to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, the the list that ESPN provided for this uh, 1 through 30 power rankings basically has the team, where they rank them, last year's record, what happened to them in the playoffs, if they made it, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. A, a little paragraph basically summarizing the team and then key additions and key subtractions. For the Miami Heat, key additions, none. Key subtractions, none. Yeah, they get their brain the they're bringing the same team back. Yeah, and they made the playoffs last year. We'll see if D Wade plays. I don't. Th- it's not a really a big deal either way. But they can still get some uh, James Johnson and Josh Richardson. Those are the kind of Tyler Johnson. Those are the kind of guys why Miami's better than you would think because those names don't look big on paper, but they play really well. I heard D Wade might get a fat contract from China. Yep, yep. That so that's why you know D Wade might not come back. Um, he might go Stefan Marbury and become a legend over in China, which yeah. I mean, hey, get yeah. your get your bread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not he's done what he needs to do in the NBA. Yeah, not a terrible idea. So, all right, the next the next group of five we got at twenty one the Charlotte Hornets, twenty two Detroit Pistons, twenty three Cleveland Cavaliers, twenty four Phoenix Suns, twenty five Chicago Bulls. Yeah, all these teams, I kind of um, I like where they're at. I th- yeah, I think they, these are kind of the bottom there's a couple that probably won't be bottom 10 you know but um most of these i like detroit though come on now i'm definitely insulted by detroit's uh detroit's ranking i could i could see detroit in that eight to ten range in the in the east i think detroit's gonna be battling for a playoff team uh for a playoff spot you know what i mean i don't see 
they they have a great they have a great roster. They have they have star power. You know what I mean? Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are certified studs. Yeah. Um, Stanley Johnson is coming back, still progressing. Uh, they didn't lose much, so if they get any sort of production out of the guard play, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, and I mean they got Dwayne Casey, who's coming off leading a team to the best record in the East last year. Yep. And I mean they they have a lot of potential with this team. Yeah. I li- I like Detroit. Um, they're they could be my favorite team in the East this year. As far as like, I'm excited to see how they play. They're the new bad boys. Yeah, and I mean, I think Cleveland is right in that spot. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I don't see them being the worst team in the East this year because they still have Kevin Love, they still have J.R. Smith, they still have Tristan Thompson. We know what they can do, but now let's see what they can do without LeBron. Yeah. So I I think 23 is appropriate for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, th- yeah. I think 24 is appropriate for Phoenix. I think they're going to be improved from last year. Devin Booker just signed that huge extension. Yep. They're adding a player in Trevor Ariza who is is could be a great influence on a young team. Yep. They still have Tyson Chandler. I think their goal this year is to try and make a playoff push early, but I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, they could get off to a hot start, but I definitely yeah. see them they're one dimension. They're off. one dimensional on offense. They have a they have an amazing plethora of athletes. You know, like yeah. Marquise, Chris, and DeAndre and and those guys. Um, but they're a one dimensional team on offense. You stop Devin Booker. You stop the Suns. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean they lost Jared Dudley. They lost Alfred Payton. Uh, they lost Alex Len. But let's also not forget that they drafted DeAndre Ayton, who I think could potentially be the rookie of the year. Yeah, he could be one of the best centers in the league at, at for any, sure any day. Yeah, and they have Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, they're they're similar to to where Milwaukee was at before Jimmy, uh, Jimmy and those guys came up there. Yeah, so now twenty five Chicago. A lot of people think this lineup of Chris Dunn, yep. Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, Lowry Markkinen, and Wendell Carter Jr. has a lot of potential. Yeah, it does. It, that's an extremely – that's a nice looking – if I'm a Chicago fan, I'm excited. Um, you're going to be excited. If you're not a Chicago fan, you're going to say, yo, can this team stay on the court? Yeah. Here, so Because those first three names, Dunn, Levine, and Jabari, have all had injury – issues right but fuck if those guys can play together that that's real dangerous real athletic real versatile a lot of talent yeah and i mean like you said jabari parker and zach levine coming off injuries they also signed pretty big contracts and having a coach like fred hoiberg who isn't very well established in the nba yeah there's a lot of pressure on him for Jabari, them to succeed. Jabari got the Sam Bradford uh, contract. He got yeah. He got the contract coming off an of injury, but he's still playing off of those days where he was the top prospect. So he's still getting paid like it, even though he's not even playing. Yeah. So I mean, I think Chicago has a chance to maybe sneak into the playoffs in the East, but I don't think no, it's very I think, likely. I think like Phoenix, they're they know they might be shooting for that, but they're still they're still a year or two away development wise they're not they don't really necessarily need any more pieces um they should do what the lakers did and hold tight to these young assets that they have yeah and let it work out and see how they develop together yeah because if wendell carter jr is a good fit with lord marketing that's a that's a really good uh young big guy combination yeah exactly I, I definitely think that Lowry Markinen and Wendell Carter jr have the potential to become a nice one-two combo in yeah. as as big guys yep 
All right, so the next group of five, we got Orlando Magic at 26, the New York Knicks at 27, the Brooklyn Nets at 28, the Sacramento Kings at 29, and then at number 30, last but not least, the Atlanta Hawks. So, I mean, outside of the Knicks, I think the other four teams are the bottom five, or like bottom five teams. Right. But the Knicks should be, I think the Knicks deserve more respect than this. I think, I think just off of Porzingis, I got to put him ahead of Chicago and Cleveland and even maybe Charlotte. Right. But here's the thing with Porzingis. He's not going to play till probably January, February. Yeah, that's just, I always forget that. That's terrible. Right. And they have so, nothing else. Well, I mean, Kevin Knox looked promising in the summer league. They have Kevin Mi- Knox is a good, good piece. They have Mitchell Robinson. Let's see what Frank does in his second year. Yep. Hopefully, Frank can take a step forward. They really need that. Cantor played really well for him last year. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a nice surprise after losing Herman Gonez. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they got David Fisdale. So let's see yeah. what he can do in his first year. Yeah, I like the Knicks, but I guess you're right the, in the sense that Porzingis is going to be playing for so long. Um, right, they're probably going to be out of it, but man, that's just so low to see. Yeah, for a Porzingis team. Yeah, but it's like Orlando, Brooklyn, Sacramento, um, Atlanta. They're all super young teams. They have some. They have some potential, but they are going to be lottery teams again. Yeah, and I mean, now the Magic at twenty six. I mean, they re-signed Aaron Gordon. They have Mo Bamba. Mm-hmm. They have the other. Um, What's his name? The the other tall, lanky guy from uh, Florida State, uh, oh, Jonathan yeah. Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and Aaron Gordon could be something special. That's kind of there. Those three players are kind of what the league is transitioning into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to be be able to guard multiple positions. You get, right. You know. Um, there. Uh, I love Aaron Gordon, but God, they just he just has no help. And it's like Mo Bamba, I just thought, I just don't think that's a great fit with Aaron Gordon because Mo Bamba's a defensive center. He's a rebounding center. I think he's going to end up clogging the lane. Um, I think Aaron Gordon needs someone that plays more on the perimeter with him because Aaron Gordon is so aggressive. And he's more of a slasher. Yeah. Now, it is nice to add shot blocking because that takes takes pressure off him on defense. But on offense, I just don't, you know. I don't like where where's Mo Bamba going to go in the court when Aaron right. Gordon's trying to attack. Right, and I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Gordon can't be your primary ball handler. Yeah, exactly. There, I mean, if if uh, Phoenix is a one man team with with Devin Booker, yeah, Orlando is definitely a one man fiddle. And if your one man fiddle is Aaron Gordon, you're definitely looking at a bottom five team in the league. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron Gordon's a heck of a player, but he can't yeah. get it done by himself. No, exactly. He has no help, so he he's drawing all the defensive attention yeah and so now with 28 and 29 i like to call both of these places nba siberia yeah but uh the brooklyn nets and the sacramento kings yeah don't don't want to be there snooze Uh, fest right there yeah brooklyn uh i don't know what they're doing they're kind of a mess right now they're just still brooklyn's just trying to recover from that terrible trade yeah uh, from the paul pierce garnett when danny Ainge just took advantage of him um you yeah you know d'angelo people like d'angelo russell i don't think julio okafer is ever going to turn out the way they thought he was going to no and Um, i mean they added they added pieces like ed davis kenneth farid but i mean jared dudley those are jared dudley ed davis kenneth farid are all going to play minutes for them yeah you know um which could be which could be good for a little shout out joe harris um i'm pretty sure joe harris got signed a contract with them Oh, that's cool. Um, he's from a, a small school in eastern Washington called Lake Chelan. 
so it's crazy to see uh, that he would actually make it make it to the league, and he's he's had three contracts now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then yeah, Sacramento. Sacramento's got a cool roster. I like where they're going. They um, think they think got, they could have a, a big three uh, with what, Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, and yeah, Martin Yeah, I, I really hope that Buddy Heald keeps being productive. He cannot afford he cannot afford a, a, a drop off at all. Um, Marvin Beckley is going to be a good piece. Deontay Davis was actually a good. I like that. Uh, and Yogi for Yogi Ferrell. Yeah, I like those pickups for them. They're going to be able to contribute a lot, but. It's going to be a bad team. Yeah, and a little update on uh, um, the Bezlinka, uh Drama. saga. Yeah. yeah, so Vlade was able to convince him to sign with the Kings. Yep. So he's in Sacramento now. Did him dirty. Did him dirty. Yeah. And then ended out with the Hawks. The Trey Young. It's going to be Trey Young's team, his, his, uh, his time to shine. He's lucky in the sense that he's going to have the ultimate green light. It's something that I think um, – Jimmer didn't get, but Steph did. Yeah. I think Jimmer and Steph are kind of the two names that come up the most with Trey Young. Yeah. Um, he's going to have the team to himself, like I said, but in doing the, so, uh, the defense is going to be on him like they were on Steph, but we'll see if he's, you know, if he's got the skill. He showed, he showed insanely, uh, insanely good range on his three point shot in yeah. the summer league. He can handle the rock, but. He's slight framed. He's 19 years old, so I think it's going to be a slow start. But once he gets going, I think his skill level's there. Yeah, they also added Jeremy Lin and Alex Len from the Phoenix Suns. Good pickups. So, but they have no, they have nothing that I just right. And as we, a, you know, Bazemore is going to be their shot, their shot taker. You know, like yeah. Trey Young's obviously going to have the green light, but Bays guy is going to be taking the most shots. Yeah, and he's supposed to be their three and D guy. Yeah, and you know Jeremy Lin was a good pickup because he's kind of just an insurance policy. Is if Trey Young just gets thrown around like a rag doll, you know? Yeah, and I mean now that we're talking about Atlanta, we completely forgot to mention that Dennis Schroeder is with Oklahoma City now. No, good for good for uh, good for Atlanta to get rid of him. Sucks for Schroeder that has to go play in OKC because that kind of takes his a t step backwards as they yeah know. having a backup russell is just having it's to go no from, easy task it's never good to go from a starter to a backup um no because it's tough to get that lore of being a starter back yeah yeah that's the nba next yeah, year yeah so that it's was be, that was straight looking, one through 30 yeah it's gonna be looking good yeah I'm i definitely could, i could do that stuff all day oh yeah yeah i'm definitely excited uh for this next nba season as I hope the Lakers come back to the prominence that they... The fantasy oh. drafted Lakers, man. I yeah. swear to God, I've drafted this exact team before. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope they can get back to the prominence that they so deserve. Yeah. But all right, let's 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 hop into this uh, two-minute drill. We both all got right. three questions each. Yep, I got some good ones. I didn't bring... The, all, almost all of these came up um, during the NBA talk, but I didn't bring them up because I wanted... I had I had one that I thought might come up in the NBA talk, and I'm glad it didn't. But uh, let's let's have you start it off. All right, I'll start it off. This this almost came up not too long ago. But uh, what do you think? Or actually, you know what? I'm I'm actually time this one. This could get lengthy. Yeah, we we want to we want to keep it uh, concise. Keep it under two. Hold on, you know you know how phones do. Yep, technology these days. Okay, it's a real barn burner. We're almost there, guys. Don't worry. All right. So um, we talked about the Dwayne Wade possibly signing a massive deal over in China. Yeah, yeah we did. All right. What do you think of the, the idea of American basketball stars coming over, going over the places like China and maybe possibly other countries 
at the end of their prime to collect bigger paychecks, similar to the soccer stars of Europe coming over to the MLS. Um, you know, the na- the big, uh, the recent one, Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Uh, people like David Beckham coming over. Wayne the, Rooney is apparently coming over to the Wayne MLS. Rooney, they're getting paid to play, come to the MLS, expose this, um, not a second rate, but a younger league. You know, uh, yeah. MLS is a younger, it's not a, it's not as prominent. It doesn't, as have, th- it doesn't have the tradition that those European leagues have. Um, similar to, I know China is a huge basketball country. They love basketball. Um, and if someone like a D way goes over there, he can still average 40 game if he yeah. wanted to in China. Um, so what, what yeah, I mean, what, what do you, what do you think about that? It's a great, it's a great topic. It's a great idea to throw around and go back and forth on. Um, I think it all honestly goes back to my feelings on the NBA getting rid of the one and done. At the end of the day, yes, th- these guys are playing a sport, but yeah. this is their career. This is their livelihood. This is their job. Yeah. If they feel they can play and be worth a contract and a team is willing to sign them a contract and pay them to play basketball, yeah. that's their career. Go for it. Do it yeah. as long as you can. I think with all the uh, information on the health and the, you know, the problems with sports it, yeah. or, or not even not the problems, that's the wrong word, but the. Uh, you know the health, the health threat. You know, physically playing before you're too young in basketball or football or whatever. But it's like if you're good enough to play, you should be able to play. Hundred percent. And you know, coming in, what the physicality is going to be. And it's just like you know, golf and golf and tennis. And you know, the X Games just won on, went on, and the girl that won the gold for skateboarding was 14 years old. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, she's getting paid a tremendous amount from sponsors and stuff because she's that good. Yeah. Um, and the NBA needs to definitely. Um, yeah, to bring, it, to bring it to bring it back to the to the one and done. I mean, I've written multiple papers in high school and college on why the NBA needs to get rid of that rule. But think about it like this: the average prime for an NBA athlete is about seven to nine years. Let's say a lawyer and doctor; they could be a lawyer or doctor for thirty to fifty years, yep. depending on the what yeah. what their yeah. strenuous life yeah. is like, what and all of that. Do. So. NBA players only have a certain amount of time to make the money that they have to live on for the rest of their life. If they're able to play, they should do it as long as they can. Yeah. And I just think age should never go, you know, like if a kid goes to, if a kid's smart enough, he can go to college yeah. at 15. You know what I mean? For and, sure. And it's like, yeah, he's not getting paid. He's not getting whatever, but it's just, I feel like if you're good enough to do something, you should be able to do it. I don't know how the D way going to China turned into the one and done rule, but we, we did it. Yeah, no, I mean that. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great topic to go to, to talk about. What do you got? So, all right. I'm glad this didn't come up uh, when we were talking about the NBA, but I'm going to go back to the Kawhi Leonard saga. So David Robinson said he reached out to Kawhi Leonard multiple times in the recent past to try and talk to him about everything that's been going on with Kawhi and the Spurs and, all that apparently the admiral never heard back from Kawhi. How do you think the public should view Kawhi after how he's handled what's transpired with his career over the past year? Um, he's, I think, I think everybody's just shouldn't overreact quite yet because I think this season is going to tell us everything. Yeah, it is. Um, it is weird because it's San Antonio. I think any other team, I think any other team, you wouldn't really be worried about it because the, this kind of stuff happens, but because it's, he's a spur, it's people want to make it concerning. Right. But it's not really, you know, 
I think people should should just not not judge him because we don't know all the facts. And right. if I think everybody wanted Kawhi to be a certain type of person and a certain player in a certain franchise, but I think being the the guy in San Antonio isn't necessarily for everybody. For sure, it's definitely um, an acquired taste. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. Who knows uh, if that's the kind of basketball he wants to play? Who knows if he is a locker room guy. What if Kawhi Leonard's not a locker room guy? Right. I think we all just assume because he was a spur that there's certain traits that come along with his personality because right. of Robinson and Duncan and, and Parker and, and Ginobili, people, yeah. and Ginobili and the people that they were, Bruce Bowen. And the person that uh, Pop is. Yeah, and the person that Pop is, you just assume these certain traits come along with it when I don't think that's really fair. My my whole thing with it is and, and same with DeRozan, I think, on the other hand. Yeah. I think DeRozan was another guy where people thought like he I think people thought his values were somewhere else and yeah. they're not. But my, my whole thing with Kawhi is like, look, I get it. If you were hurt and you were injured and you couldn't play, that's fine. Like I get it. But if if all the reports are true that like when the Spurs went to New York to go looking for him to see to check on him and see how he's doing and he was ducking him. He was ducking David Robinson, all yeah, this stuff. You he hasn't he You don't owe David Robinson anything, but you definitely owe the Spurs something. For sure. But my whole thing is we haven't heard anything from Kawhi. He hasn't opened his mouth. He hasn't yeah. told his side of the story. Yeah. And Ramona so Shelburne that, that's why I think we can't overreact. Exactly. Yet. And Ramona Shelburne has said this multiple times on ESPN radio, she was able to get Kawhi to tell her, like, listen, why should I come out and say anything? I've only been on the Spurs for six years or whatever, however long he's been on the Spurs. The Spurs have been around a lot longer. It's my word against theirs, and everyone's going to take whoever's yeah. been there longer, and that's the yeah. Spurs. Another another thing, uh, just another thing about playing for the Spurs, you know what I mean? You're the se- you're second. Yeah. Just like the Patriots, you're second. You're, for you sure. Know, there's no, I don't care how big of a star you are. You're not coming before Pop. You're not coming for, before Belichick. You're not be coming before the Patriots or the right. Spurs organization. Right. All right. All right. What you got? What you got for your second question? All right. Um, just with the usage stats nowadays, uh, these numbers have kind of blown into out of proportion. Um, last year, there were 28 players that averaged 20 points a game in the NBA. Uh, how many people? How many people do you got uh, averaging 20 points a game next year? It's been on the rise every year. How many um, did it last year? 28 players did it last year. And who who are some guys that are going to throw on the list that maybe aren't obvious? There's also nine guys last year that averaged over 25 a game. I think there's going to be at least one player per team averaging 20 points a game. It's almost hard not to, right? Right. Okay. And so if you got 30, that's 30 off top. Right. Now you're talking how many teams have multiple guys? Because, I mean, right off top. How, how many teams have multiple guys? I could Gold, see. Golden State's got three. At least. At least. You know what I Clay mean? Could, Clay could easily average three. Boston's probably going to have or, two. Boston will probably have two, maybe but, three with but Jason But Boston's Tatum. a team that cannot have a 20-point guy. Also, but very I think possible. But I think Kyrie's going to. I think Kyrie average. and Gordon Hayward are both going to average 20 points Well, and Tatum, you know. Well, it, yeah, I, a, I would say Tatum is third I, on the I list. Got, I got Houston to probably have a couple. Philly's going to have uh, – I don't know. Philly, Maybe, Philly could be where – I don't know what Ben Simmons the Lakers, The Lakers could have two. I think, I think Brandon so Ingram – So Brandon Ingram is definitely a name that I was interested in because I think that's a big measuring stick this year. For sure. Um, you, he has to break that mark. I think it's – I think – Based off of the year he had last year, Brandon Ingram needs to average at least 20 points. 
Kyle Kuzma needs to average at least 18, and Lonzo needs to average at least 15, Kuzma, 7, and 7. The only thing with Kuzma has a little more slack than Brandon Ingram does. For sure. Only, only based off draft his status, stat, though. His draft status, his, he is a year, he's a year, you know. A year behind, but he's older. He's older, but he's a year behind. And his role is way more dictated. His points will be dictated on his minutes. Brandon Ingram's sure. getting the minutes. Kuzma's in a weird spot minutes-wise. Yeah, but to answer your initial question, I think there's going to be at least one player on every team averaging at least 20 points a game. And there's got to be, you know, some with over some two. With, so, some so with you're, two. So you're thinking in the 30s. I'm thinking 30 to 35. Okay. That's that's a lot of players averaging 20 games. It doesn't seem to have as much lore. But Similar to the triple-double thing. No, you know. it doesn't seem to have as much lore, but based off the progression and evolution of how the NBA has gone, scoring overall – based yeah. off each team has gone up. Yep, for sure. All right, my second question. When the Mavs start their season in October, Dirk Nowitzki will begin his 21st, 21st season with the team, and it's going to break Kobe's record of 20 years with one team. Will we ever see a player in any sport play for one team the rest of his career, or the rest of their career? Um, yeah, but break 21, is that what you're talking No. About? Do you think we'll ever see a, a player play for the same team for their entire career? It doesn't have to break yes. the 21. Yeah, yeah for sure. You I, think so? Yeah, because I think trends always come back around, and I think eventually um, the way contracts are going to be set up and keeping – because of the Warriors drafting their superstars, I think eventually the rules will be made to where you can keep your superstars if you're drafting them. Yeah. And I think uh, that's – you know – well, I think we can end up seeing some t some guys that if the team stay competitive, they're going to stay with the team. Yeah, I think I think that trend is already starting to happen with the way the CBA has been structured. Because I mean, these four Russell Westbrook, could yeah, be, yeah, these know? four or five year supermax deals are only incentivized if you stay with the team you were already on. Exactly. So, um, and that was the it, you know it used to have um, a me against the world attitude. And I think that the pettiness we saw last year, I think, is signs that that's coming back the more competitive minds to set to stay with the franchise you see i you know you hear a lot of guys say i want to win here you know yeah i mean i mean now saying now talking's easier than walking but for sure and i mean giannis giannis was asked this on twitter like uh, after demarcus cousins went to yeah, the warriors like to retire like, a buck yeah he was like i want to bring a championship to milwaukee but to counter everything that we just said i think moves like DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors on a short-term deal. Or why it doesn't work out at the end. Exactly. And I think that mentality of, like, let's do one-year, two-year deals with a player option after the first-year type thing that LeBron and KD really started has also – that trend has risen up as well. Yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely going to be some things against it, but I think we will see that still. Um, and I think there's a couple guys in the league right now that will end up doing it. For sure. And, I mean, I thought I thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be a player like that. Again, that's – yeah, that's the kind he, of – I thought he's like the prime that's, example. That's why it's such a – Kawhi was such a weird thing because we had so many assumptions. Yeah. All right. What's your last one? All right, the last one. This is kind of a – this is kind of an easy one. Not, not really easy, but – There's a lob? It's a lob no, for me. not a lob. It's just uh, spitballing, but an interesting ask, uh, interesting question. Um, where do you think Kevin Love's gonna? If you were Kevin Love, where would you want to go right now? Well, he just resigned a four-year extension yeah, with the Cavs this morning, and we talked about that he's gonna be a great trade piece now, because you know you get him for four years. Yeah. So you got to think there's got to be a team. If you're Kevin Love and you're thinking about the teams that are out there that are looking to. You know, upgrade. I think he definitely stays this entire year. 
with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Let's see where they end up this year in the draft. If they're a lottery team, I think if they see a lot of potential in the draft class next year, I think he might be used as a trade piece to maybe move up in the draft, move down in the draft, who knows, or they could try and maybe use him to get a more established player. I don't know. So if you were Kevin Love, though, where would you hope to get traded? I'd probably just stay in Cleveland. Just just play it out there. Yeah, maybe go back to Minnesota. Yeah. No, yeah, see, I definitely don't think he wants to go back to Minnesota. I don't think he would either, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, it just it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of team it's, uh, wants to make make the splash. Does does Denver want to make the splash? Does Portland want to make the splash? It's really unfortunate, I think, for players like Kevin Love who have played with LeBron for so long to not have him now. Because that's LeBron, what he signed up for. Exactly. Exactly. But he signed there before. I'm pretty sure. Did um, what they traded for him after they signed LeBron. Yeah. They got yeah. him. They traded Andrew Wiggins. So for Minnesota him. did him a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Which was nice of him. But they got Wiggins yeah. and Anthony Bennett, two number one picks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think yeah. I think Kevin Love's career has definitely taken an interesting turn. Yeah. After now, he's been at the top of the mountain. He's 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 forever gonna be like uh, he's forever gonna be in the same group as like Powell and Chris Bosh to me. Yeah, where it's always gonna be hard to judge them because of their individual success was so good, but then they went and played on monster teams. Right. But they still performed on those monster well, teams. And think and think of a player, even even further back in the past, like Charles Barkley, who like Kevin Love is a rebounding machine, but he never got to play on a team like Kevin Love has played on with Le with a player yeah. like LeBron James. And Kevin Love has a ring. Charles Barkley does not. Yeah, it's, I don't take those guys over Charles Barkley. No way, you know, as individuals. but As like, individuals, yeah, correct. But, but it's like Powell, Kevin Love, Bosh, they can be the starting power forward on my team any day of the week. 100% agree. And, and they're never going to be the weak link. 100% agree. All right. All right, my last question I think is a very interesting one and it's going to be really fun to see your reaction, your answer and how it actually plays out in real life. All right. Lonzo ball, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Lowry Markinen, Dennis Smith jr. Yeah. Which one of these players has the biggest sophomore slump? The biggest sophomore slump. Oh man. You want me to read the names well, again? No, no, uh, no. I got it. the The two most likely are Dennis Smith and Laurie Markkinen. I think. Interesting. Uh, but Jason Tatum is like, he's in a weird place. So like, he's gonna be really. You can't. You're not gonna be able to judge him off the numbers. Agreed. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to watch him. Which yeah. I think if you watch him, he's gonna be a great player. But he's gonna. He's got a he's got a burden dealing with uh, Gordon Hayward coming back and you know kind of he's got to earn his way like kind of twice but he doesn't have to really earn it um, right that's that's my biggest thing with Jason Tatum is I think his game is going to really be affected because Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are coming back mainly Gordon Hayward because they play similar positions but I also think because Kyrie is so scoring dominant yeah. it's going to take away. A lot. offense from Jason Tatum yeah a lot but they're gonna be able to coexist I think it's all gonna be fine but you won't be able to judge Jason Tatum so I guess it like the least likely to take a slump is Donovan Mitchell I agree because Donovan Mitchell is gonna have all the opportunity he's their main focus on offense right. 
Um, I think he's a good player. I think he is really he is a good player. I don't think this was a flash in the pan. No, I agree. And then I think the next player would be Lonzo Ball because he's going to have the opportunity to play on the same team as LeBron James. He's going to be able to learn from Rajon Rondo. He's yeah. got Magic Johnson. If he didn't have he an wants. injury, he'd he'd be like right there with number one. Right. He's just got to play. I think him and Jason Tatum are in similar scenarios because it's just we'll, we'll have to, it's going to be interesting to see. How Alonzo comes off injury and fits in, yep. and then how Jason Tatum comes and fits in. But Markkinen, um, Markkinen has a lot. The you know he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of responsibility and not a lot of help. Yeah. And Dennis Smith is is um, he's got a lot of responsibility because he's the point guard. But outside yeah. of that, I don't think he's got any pressure on him. I think most of the pressure shifted to Doncic. Um, yeah. you are you're they're paying Barnes they're paying DeAndre so there's no pressure there you know right. what I mean um he could he could slip yeah and I, real quick I mean obviously I think the next player that I would list on this list would be Kyle Kuzma who do you think has a bigger sophomore slump Lowry Markkinen or Kyle Kuzma Lowry Markkinen Kuzma's not gonna have a slump he's I don't think just, he's gonna have a slump either he's just his his points per game specifically is gonna be dictated on his minutes per game yeah, but the kid can play. I think he's a piece for the future. We're gonna try and figure out where he lands as far as like starting lineup, not a starting lineup, ending the game. Yep, is LeBron playing center? Um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but all right, yeah, yeah. So that wraps it up. Um, but all NBA, baby. Yep, all hoops in the dog days of summer. But uh, speaking of Kyle Kuzma, my shout out this week is to the one and only Kuzmania. It's his 23rd birthday today, so happy birthday, Kyle Kuzma. And my shout-out's Fortnite because it's their first birthday today. Oh, that's your that's your shout-out? Yep. Um, but it was funny. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's former teammate, Isaiah Thomas, tweeted out a happy birthday to Kyle Kuzma and uh, said that Kuz is probably somewhere getting tatted or taking a picture. Yeah, he is. So, Kuz uh, is extra. That's that's his thing. Yeah, it's a, but he, it's he went so L.A. <laughs> he went Hollywood real quick. He went Hollywood <laughs> real quick. But yeah, so uh, happy birthday, Kuz! It's a it's a big year for you. Yeah, no, it is. It's gonna be good. It's it's gonna be a good year. I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, but all right, guys, don't forget you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore World underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't, for, don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash Show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK Show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.